0: Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wal'aqibata Batalil muttaqeen Wala udwana illa ala al-dhalimeen Wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah Wahtahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Sallallahu alayhi Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa man da'a bidahwatihi Wa istanna bi sunnati Ila yawmiddin Wasallam tasliman kathira Amma bad for usikum or nafsi betakwala as a wajal. Wasem iwataa Yakula hak subhana. I would be lahim in a shaitan regime. Ya ayuhal ladina amun takullah hakatukati. Wala tamutunna illa. Wa entum Muslimun. All praise the due to Allah, Lord of the worlds. Surely the best reward ultimately. Is for those who have taqwa surely there is no animosity no ill feeling except for the oppressor and I bear witness that Allah is one and has no partners and that Muhammad the son of Abdullah is his servant his last messenger may Allah always constantly send peace and blessings to Muhammad to his family his companions and all those who call to his way and establish his sunnah to the Day of Judgment. As to what follows, I begin by reminding myself and you of the overriding importance of taqwa Allah. That is the consciousness of Allah. It is an element that cannot be spoken about enough. It is that understanding, that feeling, that consciousness of the creator of the heavens and the earth. And that separates human beings from animals. Animals are only dealing with their existence, only dealing with eating and drinking and procreating. But those who are connected to the Creator, those who realize that there is one above all created things, they are in a different category. And Allah has informed us that we should fear him in the way that he should be feared and we should not die except in submission to the creator of the heavens and the earth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in revealing the importance of taqwa and those qualities surrounding taqwa used Prophet Muhammad peace and blessings be upon him and his companions to set an example for us, to set an example for people to the end of time. And after the Prophet ﷺ had migrated from Mecca to Medina, the times became difficult. The Muslims found themselves under attack. The Battle of Beda. Battle of Uhud. The trench. They found themselves under severe pressure. Also arose a new category of people in Medina. The most dangerous category. And that is al-munafiqun. The hypocrites. Those who appear like a Muslim. But in their hearts. They are trying to destroy Islam. And so they lived under... Pressure, physical pressure, psychological pressure, and Allah revealed in Surah Ali Imran, verse one eighty six, "A'uzu bilahi min ash-shaytanirajim. La tubla wana fi amwalikum wa anfusikum, wa la tasma'una min al-ladina 'aultu al-kitaba min qablikum, wa min al-ladina ashruku kathira." وَإِن وَتَتَّقُوا ذَٰلِكَ مِنْ عَزْمِ Allah revealed to the believers at that time and indirectly was also speaking to us today. You shall certainly be tried and tested in your wealth and yourselves. And you shall certainly hear much that will grieve you From those who receive the book before you and from those who associate partners with Allah but if you are patient if you have the consciousness of Allah that will be the most decisive action that you can do this divine formula was not revealed by chance The words, every word in this divine form of Arabic has meaning to it. And Allah tells us through the Prophet that you will be tested, your wealth will be tested, your lives will be tested. But you will hear other. You will hear that which will harm you. And normally when we speak about other, it is something which physically harms you, but also Ether means damage, injury, something that hurts you, something that troubles you, annoys you, something that irritates you, something that causes pain to you. And so Allah said, you will hear this from the people of the book. And you will hear this from the Mushrikeen. O oh, you who believe, today, as the summer is rolling to an end, but the heat is intensifying, we go through a change in the northern countries. We start to feel a chill in the air. We change our pattern from a summer vacation. To a work fall and we think we reflect and when we look at the world today we recognize that one of the clearest qualities happening in front of us in terms of information and media is deception human beings are capable of making what is true appear to be false and to make what is false appear to be true truth is the first casualty of deception and lies and in the times that we are living in today <clears throat> a strange phenomena is repeating itself again and it seems with the summer coming to a close, it's even intensifying itself that those who ridicule religion, those who insult the prophets, especially those who try to belittle the last prophet Muhammad they are given high positions as though they are heroes, as they are acclaimed authors. It is a strange phenomenon, but it is part of the deception because the deception takes falsehood and puts it on the top. People are crying over the Ukraine, the death in the Ukraine, and it is a terrible situation. It is a tragic situation, no doubt. But not speaking about what is happening in Asia and Africa, what is happening in other parts of the world as though it doesn't exist it is reported now that over 90% of the population in Afghanistan have food insecurity they are near starvation in some places they are boiling grass to survive think about that think about it the Ukrainians were boiling grass to survive but deception hides it and makes it appear as though it is not a reality. And the suffering of people is being used for politics, used for ego, used for building racist movements. Where is the outcry? Where is the outcry for the poor and the innocent? What would the Prophet Muhammad Alayhi salatu wasalam say, What would he have said about a time of deception like this? It is reported by Anas ibn Malik radiallahu an that the Prophet wasalam, has told us in the Imam al Dajjal, sinina khadda'a, you kathibu fiha sadiq, wa yusadiqu fiha al kathib, wa yukhouinu fiha al Amin wa y- فيها الخائن وَيَتَكَلَّمُ فِيهَا الْرُوَيْبِدَةِ قِيلَ وَمَرْ رُوَيْبِدَةِ قَالَ الفَوَيْسِقَ يَتَكَلَّمْ فِي أَمْرِ الْعَامَةِ رواه إِمَامْ أَحْمَدِ فِي مُسْنَدِهِ The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this hadith has informed us verily preceding the false messiah this is an important statement A Dajjal. That is the great liar. That will be the greatest fitna that humanity has ever faced before. Preceding his time, as the Prophet said, will be years of deception in which the truthful are considered liars. The liars are believed, the trustworthy are discredited. And the treacherous will be trusted and the disgraceful will speak it was said o messenger of allah who was a disgraceful and the prophet ﷺ said little wicked men who speak out on the affairs of the masses of the people this is powerful arabic who is this disgraceful person he didn't say fasiq fasiq is the one who is committing wrongs the sinner he used it ismo tasgheer he said fawaisiq. it's a little wicked person and not just little in physical height but little in his character little in his impact in the world and little in his relevance and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala gave us a formula. He gave it to us based on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That if you have sabr, if you have taqwa, that will be the most decisive thing that you can do. Not bombs. Not insults, if you have sabr, and if you have taqwa. We need to consider these terms as we are transitioning out of the summer into the fall. And sabr, interestingly, we translated in English, patience is not the only meaning of sabr. Perseverance, endurance, like a marathon runner endurance forbearance steadfastness if you are steadfast you are forbearing you endure the insults will come we continue on the attacks come we will continue to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah is the one who has power over all things and there are many forms of saba that it takes it's such an important concept. It's mentioned all over the Qur'an. There is a ala al mamur a ala al-mahdur, wa Saba ala al-maqdur. there is patience on what Allah has commanded. And so we are patient with salat. We continue to make it. We are patient in Ramadan, even though it's in the summer. We are patient with giving zakat, even though we need our money. But Allah commanded this. That is a sabir. But we are also patient with that which Allah has prohibited. Those things that Allah said stay away from, we are patient. And we are also patient with al maqdoor, and that is qadr Allah wa masha'a fa'ala that we are patient with that which Allah has willed because there's a reason for everything that is happening in front of us. And we see in the history of Islam that after the darkness, after the time when it seemed so terrible, Islam rose back up. After the Mongols destroyed Baghdad and it seemed, according to the historians, it was Yom Al-Qiyamah They thought that the Mongols were Ya'juj and Ma'juj. They thought it was over. But after that, Allah rose up strong Muslims out of the ashes. And the Muslim world rose and some of the greatest scholars in our history rose up during the period after the time of the Ah, Salah Din al-Ayubi after the time of those who stood up against the Mongols. And so after the darkness was light. But another form of patience, which is an interesting one also, and that is a Saba al afiyah And that is patience in good times. And we may consider ourselves to be in a state of afia, although we are suffering in our own way, but compared to other parts of the world. So people say, well, I feel so sorry for other people in other parts of the world. You are under a test. I am under a test, which may be worse than the other people. And the companions of the the Prophet ﷺ used to say that when Rasulullah ﷺ was here, it was difficult, but our, our faith was strong. But when he left and the gold started coming in, now we are weak. And so patience in good times means that if Allah has given you and me something, we need to give back. Continue to give back. To recognize that a good portion of our wealth doesn't belong to us. It should be given to people who are suffering, especially the Muslims. The other great quality given to us through the Prophet suffering was taqwa. And taqwa itself, the consciousness of Allah, you fear Allah, you hope in Allah, we hear this all the time. But how do you increase your taqwa? What can we do, you and I, simple Muslims, what can we do to increase our taqwa? The great ulama have shown us simple, clear activities that we can do. We can make sincere intentions that when we intend to do something, make sincere intentions. Try to be as sincere with Allah as possible. Increase forms of worship. Any form of worship that you can do, even giving sadaqah, whatever it is, increase it. Observe the sunnah. Don't just do your farad or don't just have sunnah in some parts in the masjid. Sunnah in your lifestyle. Sunnah at your job. Sunnah with your family. Sunnah with everything that you and I are doing. Next, recite the Qur'an with meaning. Not just tilawa, but tadabbur. Think about it. And then it becomes real. Busy yourself with good deeds. We need to busy ourselves. People want to busy themselves with a video game, they want to busy themselves with making money. If we want to raise our taqwa, busy ourselves with good deeds. Be humble have good manners, akhlaq. Watch your manners. It's not sometimes who you are, but what you do. What is our character? Next, seek knowledge of Islam. Not just the scholars, every person should be seeking some form of knowledge of Islam, even if it means reading a little bit of Hadith, reading something from Seerah. Next, to increase taqwa, try to be around people who remind you of Allah. When you are around them, it will increase the taqwa. Number 10, try to be as, pi- as pious in secret as you are in open. When you make your nafila prayer at home, is it the same as when you're in the masjid? When somebody's looking at you, that will raise your taqwa. Next, be alert. Be aware of what will divert you from the path. Whatever weakness I have, I need to be aware of that weakness. Next, do everything to please Allah. Everything. Number 13, focus on the main purpose of life, and that is to worship the Creator in everything that we do. And number 14, remember death. Remember death often, because we will be making that transition soon. And 15, keep our eyes on the prize. And that is Jannah. Keep our eyes on the prize, and not the lottery. But the real prize is Khalidina Fiha Abadan, living in paradise forever. We also need some common sense. And I want to end this today with some common sense from one of our Muslim leaders of North America. Very apt words for what we are going through today. This was Al-Hajj Malik Shabazz, known as Malcolm X, Rahimullah. He was reported to have said, if you're not careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppression. He also said, there is nothing better than adversity. Every defeat, every heartbreak, every loss contains its own seed, its own lesson on how to improve your performance the next time. So if something goes against you, there's a seed of victory in that. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to give our community and the Muslims around the world, to give them patience and soba, We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to feed and protect our children in Afghanistan and in Philistine and in in East Africa, our our Rohingya children, our Kashmiri children, the children and the families throughout the Muslim world. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to raise up leadership in the Muslim world. Balanced leadership to take us from darkness into light i leave you with these thoughts and i ask allah to have mercy on me and you aqulu quli hadha wastaghfaru lii wa lakum wa lisa'ili muslimina min kulli dhanbin astaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafurur rahim